This is the Misfit Vegan Podcast. I have no idea what number. <laughs> I've been having major issues with the with the app that I use, even though there's probably a commercial before this um, episode telling you to use this app. <laughs> but it's not really the app's fault. I have like no internet in my house and I, I'm in a dead zone blah, blah, blah. So long story short, I'm recording this on my phone and then I'm going to upload it into the app when I do get Wi-Fi and then everything's going to be okay. So now let's get on with the episode because this is an important one. Um, you can probably hear from my voice that I'm very, very tired. Um, I've been through, a, um, you know, not the best week. And there's a lot of things that go on when somebody dies, uh, let alone when two people die in your family. And um, you don't really have anyone to help you. Um, but I, I do have people. I do have friends that have helped me so very much. And if you're one of those people, thank you. Thank you very much. Um, if you're a real friend of mine, you know that I would never ask for help. And so I really thank you very much for helping me, even though I did not ask it. It's very hard for me to ask for help. So that being said, I wanted to say that I learned something about my mom this week and my grandma as well. And it really, it really was an eye-opening um, moment, and I want to share it with you because I think you might be able to relate, and um, it correlates with the way we're acting and the life we are living every single day. And so let me tell you the story. A few days ago, I spoke to my uncle. Um, now, I, I saw him two weeks ago, right after my mom passed and my grandma. And I hadn't seen him for about 25 years. No joke. Because my family's not very nice. Nobody talks to each other. Um, I have people in my family that are estranged, that literally went to court to get you know restraining orders against people in my family. Um, yeah, I... I just don't have a nice family. <laughs> They're not nice people. So very few people texted me or called me after my mom passed, after my grandma passed. Very few people in my family. Now, so many friends and so many people I'm connected to on social media reached out to me. And that's my true family. And I'm so very grateful for you guys. Thank you very much for being here. I know that, I know that family is is not just blood. I know that we get to choose our family. And I have somehow manifested and chosen so many beautiful people in my life. I'm so very grateful to you. So let me continue with the story. So I spoke to my uncle the other day and he um, told me, he was telling me stories about my family. And um, he told me that when my grandpa was dying, my grandpa died in 2011, 
All right. I had just went raw and I remember I sent him a care package. He was very, very sick and I sent him all these things. I sent him chia seeds and spirulina and um, some other things. I just, I was just coming into this knowledge of this lifestyle and I tried to help him, but he had diabetes. Um, you know, he was suffering really bad. He had a stroke. Um, he had some major health problems and, you know, he was older and he was eating dead animal body parts his whole life and he didn't know. He didn't know that there was something wrong with that. So anyway, I say that because of course we're all going to die, right? But we don't all have to suffer. But he was suffering very bad and he was very, very skinny. He lost a lot of weight and um, he was a very strong man, but he was eating a standard American diet and he didn't know the consequences of that. And the consequences are suffering severely in the later years of your life and maybe even sooner. Okay. How, raise your hand if you're listening to this and you know one person that developed cancer before the age of 50. Yeah, I thought so. So, you know, we're not always going to have to wait until the end of our life to suffer if we don't eat properly and if we don't take care of ourselves. And of course, food is just one part of the holistic wheel of health. But my uncle was telling me a story about my grandpa. And at the end of his life, he was in bed a lot and he was dying. He was suffering. He couldn't eat. He couldn't walk. He didn't have energy to do anything. And they did go to the hospital many times, but <clears throat> there was not much that they could do for him. He had colon cancer as well, and um, he was dying, or prostate cancer. He was dying, and um, he was at home in bed. And one day, um, my uncle called to speak to him, and he spoke to him for a few minutes. And um, my grandpa put the phone down, but he didn't hang it up. And so my uncle heard my grandma screaming at my grandpa, <clears throat> who I loved very much, by the way. My grandma was screaming at my grandpa, screaming at him that if he didn't get out of bed, that she was going to call the police. If he didn't get out of bed, then she was going, she was going to get him arrested she was going to send him back to the hospital where he belongs and she was going to leave him and not care about him anymore. And she was just threatening him because she really was, I'm assuming she was very scared that he was dying and she didn't want to be alone without him. She didn't want to be living without him. So she, so her way of um, showing him love was to scream at him and to torture him all day, every day, just screaming and throwing things and trying to get him out of bed and trying to get him to be the man that he once was. When my uncle told me this, oh, he also told me that my grandpa, two days before he died, he was in the hospital. My grandma called 911 and she, you know, she was very scared that he was going to die. So she got him in the hospital again. And, um, 
there wasn't the, anything they could do for him though. You know, he had all the radiation and chemotherapy and there there wasn't anything they could do. He was so sick that they told him that, I'm sorry, there's not any treatments we can give to you. You know, you, you're just dying and there's nothing we can do. So he was in the hospital and um, my uncle went to visit him and my grandpa said to my uncle, I don't want to stay in this hospital, but please don't, please don't send me home. Please, I can't go back there. Please don't send me to live with grandma anymore. I can't do it. And that broke my heart. It really broke my heart because my uncle wasn't talking to us. And so I wasn't able to visit my grandpa because, like I said, my family's not very nice. And so we weren't aware of what's, what was really going on. Nobody was talking to us. Nobody was telling us. And um, it also broke my heart for other many reasons. Um, I loved my grandpa very much. He was really funny. He was a really amazing man. He was really an amazing man. And I lived with them for a few years when I was younger. And um, like before I went to foster care, I lived with them. And uh, my grandma was actually the one that sent us to foster care uh, because she just had enough. She was just tired of taking care of me and my sister. Um, and my grandpa would always make us, he would just always make us laugh, laugh every day. He was just a really, really funny guy and just a really good guy. And he taught me how to pray. He was a preacher. He taught me, he taught me how to be silly. He taught me how to enjoy the moment, how to enjoy life and just be where your feet are. So when my uncle told me this story, guys, about my grandma screaming at him and threatening him and threatening to call the police on him, I immediately, it hit me like a ton of bricks. My mom, guys, my mom used to threaten my sister that she was going to call the police and that she was going to send my sister to a home and that she was going to hit my sister or she was going to take toys, her, my sister's favorite toys away from her if my sister didn't get better, if my sister didn't start talking normal again because my sister had many strokes and so she couldn't talk anymore. And so we didn't know exactly what she wanted. And so I, you know, I bought her an iPad and I downloaded this app so she could write out what she wanted or she could press a button to say if she had to go to the bathroom, to say if she was hungry, hungry, to say if, um, you know, she had um, like wet herself, you know, to say if she needed something, she was thirsty. Like I had all these buttons that I, that I um, downloaded and I wrote out for her to press, but she didn't want to do that because she wanted to be independent still. She didn't want to be disabled. And so she wouldn't use it. She wouldn't use the iPad. She would try to talk. And my mom could not understand her. The nurse could not understand her. And I was at work. And what happened was, sorry, 
what happened was I would come home. I'm sorry about this podcast, guys. I promise it will be funny soon. I promise. (laughs) But this is just what I'm going through right now. I would come home and my mom would be screaming at my sister. My mom would be screaming at her and threatening her. That, you know, if she didn't talk normally, that my mom was going to send her to a home. Or my mom was going to punish her. Or my mom was going to do something. Hit her or whatever. And I would... And I would be so angry that I would... I would remove my mom from the room, okay? And I would scream in my mom's face and I would scream at her. I would, you know, I would tell her, what the fuck is wrong with you? You know, Lisa's disabled. Please stop acting like a fucking idiot before I call the police on you. And I would threaten my mom just like she was threatening my sister. And I would tell my mom that I'm going to I'm going to take my sister and I'm going to rent a new apartment and I'm not going to help her. I'm not going to pay the rent anymore here. She's going to be homeless. She's going to be sorry that she was being a piece of shit to my sister. My sister cannot talk anymore. Please leave her alone. And please stop screaming at her. Sorry. So anyway, I just want you to know that I'm also in therapy, guys, okay? So don't worry about me. I'm going to be okay. I'm working through all of my pain. But I wanted to tell you guys this story because my mom was doing the exact same thing that my grandma was doing. But she didn't even know that she didn't know about it. How are you? I want you to look at your life, your words, your actions, your beliefs. And in what ways are you doing the exact same thing that your parents did? And you might not even know why you're doing this. You don't even you might not even want to do what you're doing. I have no doubt that my mom and my grandma did not want to scream at their loved ones who were dying. Did not want to threaten them. But they were scared. They were showing love. And I know that sounds crazy, but this is how my mom and my grandma were showing love to my sister and my grandpa. They were scared. Because they loved them so much. They didn't want them to die. And they didn't know how else to... They didn't know how to communicate. They didn't know how to show love in a healthy way. Remember, hurt people hurt other people. And I forgive, I forgive my mom and I forgive my grandma. And I, and I forgive myself for being so mean to my mom. Because... I loved my sister so much. And I just didn't... I 
I didn't want my my sister to be screamed at anymore. It wasn't fair. It wasn't right. And I had a nurse, but the nurse worked for us, you know, like the nurse worked for me. And so the nurse wasn't going to like call the police and my mom. And like, I didn't want my mom to be arrested, like for abusing a disabled person. And then I was going to have to deal with that and like have my mom in jail. And like, you know, I just wanted my mom to stop, but she wouldn't. And you know, I couldn't stay home all day. I had to work. So anyway, long story short, guys, I want you to look at and maybe write it out in your journal as soon as you can today. What are the ways, in what ways are you acting out of fear? In what ways are you acting exactly as your mom or dad or your or some whoever raised you? What are the things that you're doing that you don't want to do and you don't know why you do them? And when you write it out, when you become aware, that's when you can start healing. You see, my mom and my grandma, they were not aware of what they were doing or why they were doing it. Because most of us, we don't ever take the time to reflect to meditate, to write, to explore, to do therapy, to do healing. We don't take the time to understand what we're doing and why we're doing it and to work on ourselves. A lot of us are just going through life, doing the best we can. And sometimes, I mean... Sometimes it's not the right thing to do. We just haven't addressed and become aware. And we haven't, we haven't invested in ourselves enough to seek the help that we need. Because maybe we are not aware that we need help. Or maybe we just don't even know that we can get help and things can be different. My mom lived a very, very difficult life. My mom was angry every day. My mom was crying every day. My mom was screaming every day. My mom was cursing God every day. My mom had mental health issues. My mom had physical disabilities. And she thought that life was hard and it was supposed to be hard. And it was, you were supposed to suffer here. She thought that the world was against her. She thought that she had been dealt a really bad hand and there was nothing she could do about it. And even though in her later years, I was, I was so proud of her because she was doing yoga every day. We were doing Qigong on Zoom every day. Okay. She was making smoothies. She was listening to the videos I was sending her. She was eating a mostly raw vegan diet, but she still had demons and she still was drinking alcohol, and she still was eating dead animal body parts, I'm sure. (sighs) Even though she said she wasn't because she just wanted me to love her. She just wanted love, and that's what I'm trying to express to you guys. Everything we're doing is just trying. We're just trying to get love. We just want to be loved. And so 
My grandma was screaming at my grandpa because she needed to be loved and she didn't want to lose the only person that she had that she thought loved her. My mom, my mom just wanted my sister to stay alive and be in her life because my sister really loved her. My sister was a very loving person. You know, my mom would be screaming at her all day, abusing her. And my sister would still love her. My sister forgave her. My mom would ask her, my mom would cry and ask her forgiveness. And my sister would forgive her because my sister, she was a very evolved human being. She was an, she was a, she was not human, honestly. She was an angel on earth and she, she understood forgiveness is a gift you give yourself. She was extremely enlightened, extremely evolved. And there was not a mean bone in her body. No hate, no racism, no, no, no hate in her body, only love. And I say racism because my mom and my grandma um, were in a way racist. Um, I have to admit that. And I'm sure they probably would admit that themselves as well. Definitely my grandma. Um, and my mom, you know, she in some ways was and in some ways she wasn't. I believe she was trying to break free from my grandma's, uh, you know, brainwashing and upbringing. But, and and my mom, for sure, she loved, you know, she loved many people that were not the same race as her, okay? But I noticed in many ways that she was racist and she couldn't, I guess she couldn't break free from that. Um, and that's sad. And it wasn't, I don't exactly blame her. It's the way she was raised, you know? I wasn't raised the same, you know? And by the way, you can break free from programming. You can, but you gotta be, it's gotta be a, it's gotta be something you are really dedicated to, okay? You not, boo, you not just gonna wake up one day and be healed. It don't work like that. Time doesn't do shit. I know they say time heals all. It doesn't. It doesn't. Being proactive and being responsible for your own healing, that's what heals you. Seeing a therapist, reading these books, the self-development books, doing the exercises in the books, doing the work, tapping. It's something called EFT. I've talked about it many times. This has healed me so much talking about it, reading, writing, journaling, seeking out people that can help you, healers, healing modalities, prayer, doing the affirmations and doing the work, doing the work. That is what will heal you, not anything else, okay? And so if you're not doing that, you're not going to be able to change your beliefs, and you remember, your beliefs are just thoughts you've had over and over and over. Don't forget that, okay? 
You are responsible and you are able to, it is in your power to change the things you were taught as a kid, to change your behaviors, your addictions, to change the way that you're living, to change the way that you're thinking, to change the way that you're acting. You can do it. You can do it, but it's going to be very hard, but it's going to be very worth it. I thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this podcast. I know it was a bit long, but it was important for me to get this out into the world because one person might hear it and might realize that they are acting in a way that is exactly like their mom or dad or grandma or grandpa or sister or brother or aunt or uncle or whoever raised you. And you don't want to live like that anymore. You don't want to live like that. You know, I can think of another example that is just absolutely incredible. It's absolutely incredible. My, my dad, my father, he met my mom and one of the first things he told my mom when they started dating is that his father left him. His father left his family when he was very, very young and he always told himself, he vowed he would never do that. He wanted to have kids. He wanted to have a family and he would never do that because it hurt him so much. It hurt his mom. His mom committed suicide. It hurt his family so much that he would never do that. And let me tell you, that is exactly what my dad did. My dad left my mom and my sister and me when I was very young. And that is exactly what my dad did. Why? Why would somebody do that? Because they have not taken the time to heal. Please, please take this as a sign that you need to start your healing journey. The first thing I would recommend you do, get a therapist, boo. Get a therapist. Now, I'm not sponsored, but I'm sure you've heard of this, betterhelp.com. I hear it about it all the time. I That's where I got my therapist. I reached out to them because I didn't really know where else to go or who else to talk to about my issues and about the things I want to work on. And I wanted a professional, okay? And, you know, friends can help you. Family can help you. YouTubers can help you, of course. But you need a mental health professional if you're dealing with trauma. You need a trauma specialist. I also got um, a friend recommended a, um, you know, a narcissistic personality disorder specialist because that is the... You know, I dealt with a person that had NPD and to heal from that, you got to go to a specialist. You got to find a trauma specialist. And if you just Google trauma specialist or, uh, you know, rape recovery specialist or, um, you know, whatever, whatever it is, whatever it is, you will find it. You will find it. Use the internet to your advantage, my boo. Okay. Stop being a victim. You are not a victim. You are a victor. You are a creator, okay? And you can find the help you need to start, all right? Another thing that is really helping me a lot, a lot, okay, is my mentors on YouTube, okay? People like Brad Yates. 
If you type in Brad, Brad Yates on YouTube and you type in whatever you're dealing with, all right, self-esteem, worthiness, procrastination, self-sabotage, issues with the opposite sex, issues with your mom, your dad, everything, excess weight, he has videos for that. And you do those videos every day. You do the same tapping every day for 30 days. You're going to see a difference because you're changing, you're reprogramming your subconscious every time you do tapping. Tapping is EFT, emotional freedom technique. Okay. And there's a lot of books that are helping me as well. One book that I can recommend. I mean, there's so many, but how to love yourself by Teal Swan. This is a really powerful book. It's really powerful. There's many more though. And uh, one day I'll share them all with you. So do me a favor, boo. Oh, How to Heal Your Life by Louise Hay. How to Heal Your Life by Louise Hay. Get this book or get this audio book. Anything by Wayne Dyer. Very healing. Anything by Louise Hay. And so thank you very much for listening. I know this has been quite a long one and I appreciate you. I love you and I want the best for you. And I want you to heal because you deserve it. You deserve it. You deserve it, my boo. I don't want you to self-sabotage your life and hurt your loved ones because you're hurt. And by the way, just because somebody's hurting you doesn't mean they don't love you. It means they don't know how to love you. They don't know how to love. And it's not your job to teach anyone how to love. It's your job to heal you. That is your only job in this world to heal yourself. You cannot heal others. You cannot help others. You can only heal and help yourself. Now, if somebody wants to be helped, you can, you can guide them. You can share the tools that have helped you with them and they might start doing them, but they might not. You can only heal those that want to be healed. Please stop trying to help people that don't want to be helped. Please stop trying to heal those that aren't ready to be healed. Thank you very much for listening. Have a beautiful day.